Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to C2R Spookums Edition, part two of five. <laughs> <laughs> you to keep an eye out for the boogity man boogity 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 boo has a great pumpkin been by <laughs> crank that theme music Nice to hear the shabadoo shahs as it as it uh, fades out. Well, hello everybody. <laughs> hey Angie and Jeff, what's up? Hey, hello, what's up? How are you all, dear dear listeners of Cruel to Rewind? We are back. This is episode twenty-two. Uh, we have a bunch of spooky things to talk about today, and we have a bunch of wonderful voicemails to get to. I'm very excited about this episode. It's jam-packed. And we are discussing two wonderful children's programs from the past. Hello, Queen Bees. Hello, Prince Jeffrey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you feeling sufficiently spooky? Uh, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> I am feeling spooky. There's a nip in the air today. Yeah. The leaves are changing. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Did you have a nice fifth anniversary? I did. Because I did. Oh, it was so fun. We had a lovely meal delivered to the comfort of our own home. Shout and out to Chef Paco yeah, at New Bozo, one of the great Mexican restaurants in the Chicagoland area. And we got a custom cake made just for funsies. That we was, actually, we didn't fun. have a wedding cake, so yeah. we didn't do the traditional cut the cake. That's right. We just had little desserts, but we thought it would just be fun to, to have some cake. It was great, too. You went with what? Hazelnut? If you don't stop naming nuts. Chocolate cake with hazelnut, buttercream, and vanilla icing. Yes. It's very delicious. From another local place in Chicagoland, Sugar Feeks. Sugar Feeks. That's French, baby. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so, I mean, everything revolves around 
the food and I think we did it up real nice. Yeah, we did. We did. We pigged out. We uh, we had a nice, well, here's what I want to get to. Yeah. My super cool, not at all embarrassing tactical assault gloves came in the mail and they make me look like the Dark Knight and I used them to build a great fire in our fire pit. I have a question about your gloves. Yeah, please. There's all these plastic things on the outside of yeah. the gloves. Mm-hmm. What are those for? For punching through things okay. or punching uh, people. Got it. Yeah. Like if I have to punch through a window, a door, um, sure. some drywall. I don't know. what I don't know what I'm going to have to punch through okay. when I leave the house in this political climate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if outside agitators come yeah. into Oak Park, I'll be ready. It's my house. I have to defend <laughs> it. Yeah. You guys give up? Oh, yeah. Thirsty for more. Kidding, of course. I kept getting hit with these ads for the gloves on Instagram, and I just thought they looked like the Christian Bale bat suit. Yeah. So I got them as a gag gift to myself because I'm, you know, like everyone, I'm bored in quarantine. <laughs> so I bought these stupid gloves. But they are very heat proof, and you can swipe your phone. Like they, they actually work on your phone when you're wearing them. You don't have to take them off to look at your phone. Nope. Wow. I can, I can, I can be ready to punch anything, any object. While tapping those instantly. Yeah, I think they're made of adamantium or vibranium. One of the two. They, I think they're indestructible. Cool. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, we built this great fire, enjoying ourselves with some pumpkin beer and some Prosecco. It was a flavorful mix, to be sure. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I need a drink. And we started going through the usual suspects as far as Halloween spooky playlists. Yeah. And there's some really sad... Sad sack playlists like Abracadabra by Steve Miller is not a Halloween song. I'm All sorry. these playlists, there's there's a handful of like legit Halloween type songs like Thriller, Thriller and the theme music to Halloween and Monster Mash, Tubular Bells from The Exorcist, blah, and then blah, there's blah. all these additional songs that just have some type of spooky word in the title that make it onto these like Halloween party mixes. Yeah. Witchy Woman by the Eagles is not spooky. (laughs) It is the most seductive song ever written. I like Witchy Woman. Witchy Woman? You know, Witchy Woman. Oh, Witchy Woman. Oh, Witchy Woman. Yeah. Just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through all these playlists to find a good one. And we're just kind of comparing all the different playlists that are out there. The songs that you see all the time. A couple new ones sprinkled in. Yeah. And then there is this playlist called... Vintage Halloween Spooks. And my interest was piqued immediately by that title. And boy, oh boy, was it a good time. So to give you an idea, and, and you had to do some significant scrolling. I scrolled to get to this thing. a lot, yes. It and was it, very low down on the list. In this day and age, that's deep research conducted. Yeah. Like you had to scroll quite a bit to find yeah. this thing. Yeah. And it's it's as if Monster Mash from, I don't, I don't know when it came out, 63, something like that, early 60s. It's like Monster Mash was just the tip of the iceberg. There's all this other Halloween content that we've never known about. All this doo-wop stuff, a lot of surf rock. Yeah. It, never heard these songs ever in our entire lives. A lot of it's from the 60s, which I believe, you know, the 50s, 60s, that was the heyday of cheaply made like sci-fi mm-hmm. and horror films. And a lot of these had really catchy 
surf music attached to it. Um, anyway, here's an example. This is my <laughs> new favorite song. Play. This is Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein, or Dracula. I love to take my baby to a movie show So I can try to smooch her while the lights are low But she won't cuddle to a story of romance There's only one way I've got a chance It's the Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein or Dracula Put her in the mood for love Takes the cat, girl, dog, boy, creature from the Black Lagoon To make her feel like making love It takes a monster from Space to make my baby yeah. want my embrace. Uh-huh. And when I hold her, she's like a dream. If only she can hear somebody scream. So, is it problematic? Yeah. I mean, his baby's not in the mood unless she hears suffering from another human being. That's kind of weird. That was Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein, or Dracula by The Diamonds. <laughs> And I've been singing it all weekend and twisting quite a bit as well in our Yeah, you, you do parlor. the, what's that called? Just the twist? I think it's just the twist. Fat like point your fingers out. Man, making love to Dracula. Yeah. To put her in the mood dip, 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 to dip, 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 Dracula. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that talk. No, no. Making love should, should never be uttered again <laughs> as a phrase and we shouldn't accept it. Um, so that's, yeah. that's probably the top cut. That's, that's sort of tongue in cheek. Like, but yeah. this next one, Mr. Ghost goes to town by the five Jones boys is legit. This is like proto Bobby McFerrin vocal group. Music. <laughs> Spooky as hell. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Who's there? Up there on the stand Beware, beware I hear somebody coming upon his toe Hold it there, he goes Why Mr. Ghost is going to town That's catchy, He takes his cane, his gloves and his hat And like a cat, he hurries down the alley The moon is bright And this is the night When Mr. Ghost is going to town vocalizations are great. Like, this is before multi-track recording. I think this is in the 30s. Judging by the sizzle. And then tons of spooky, like, surf music. Because surf music in a minor key just sounds spooky on its own. So this, this is uh, Bogeyman, or Boogeyman by the Moon Trekkers. Really slaps. Spooky as hell. And that kick drum just slams. That's really great. I dig your groovy tunes, man. Um, so check that playlist out. We're going to be adding a lot of these songs to our own Cruel to Rewind. 
yeah. playlist. We may poach a few of these. We'll make our playlist a little spookier. Can you see who made the playlist? Do you have yeah, that? Yes, so I was just going to say, let's give this person yeah. a shout out. It is by Mandy Arnold. Vintage Halloween spooks. A bit of spooky jazz. Retro Halloween classics. And some good old-fashioned Halloween radio adventures. Yeah. There, there's some sound effects mixed in there. There's yeah. a couple of uh, Louis Armstrong must have been a huge advocate for Halloween because there's three or four tracks on there from him. Lots of stuff to do the twist to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman and Dracula hanging out. Aquaman. We'll share it on Instagram <laughs> so you can listen to it. It's delightful and weird. And so much better than listening to Rihanna's Disturbia. And yeah. <laughs> you're reaching. You're really reaching. Abracadabra is the worst like, example. Thriller is a great song, yes, but there's more. Did you hear me? I said I dig your groovy tunes, man. And I can only hear the same three notes from the Halloween. Yeah. The theme from Halloween. Somebody. <laughs> All right. Oh, got it. Okay. So check it out. Um, it's neat. We have a lot of great voicemails. voicemails. Okay. Yeah. Every time we post a new episode, the engagement just ticks up just a little bit. The listens seem to rack up just a little bit quicker. So we really thank you for listening to us as we develop this thing. And we appreciate the fan interaction. A lot of great voicemails. <laughs> And if you'd like to leave a voicemail. Please do. It's so fun. It is so fun. It makes us so happy. And this is all this work is worth it when. Yes. It lets us know we're moving. We're moving towards something and building something along with you, the listener. Um, Like, do you know what costume you're going to wear? What your kids are going to wear? Yeah. Your favorite candy. We've got some candy talk later. Yeah. We've got some candy talk. Some input on. Halloween candy, so. Hopefully the costume's not too uh, scandalous, whatever you're going to wear. Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out. Yeah. Have to see. Jeff, ill. Yeah, Jeff, ill. But uh, leave us a voicemail at 929-456-0304. Yep. We love to sing for you <clears throat> so much. Sorry. We just love to sing. That wasn't a bad song, you know. I'm going to tell this record company guys about you. Uh, here's a, a self-professed superfan who actually had a really helpful uh, correction for us. Hi, this is Cool to Rewind superfan Will Green. Uh, first off, hello, Jeffrey. Hello, Angie. Hi, Hi Will. Uh, I was listening to the Pee Wee Herman episode recently, and I caught an error. Um that I wanted to make sure you guys know about so you could pull the episode um, and either delete it entirely or <laughs> fix it. Seems extreme. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that mm-hmm. Twisted Sister was in... Speed it up. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yes. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. We did. And that is accurate. Twisted Sister is, D. Snyder is, is shit. there on the car. Um, you said that they only had one major hit, uh, Come On, Feel the Noise. Uh, now I'm no I'm no eighties hair bands expert here, uh, but I think we all know uh, <laughs> the Quiet Riot saying "Come on, feel the noise," and not Twisted Sister. So, um, yeah, fix that shit. You sure, put me in my place. You got me dead to rights. No, that 
the, I was trying to think of Twisted Sister's hit. It was, we're not going to take it, not come on, feel the noise. That was quite right, as Superfan Will says. Nice catch. So we, we I appreciate I, corrections I mean, like that. You could have said uh, Kiss or Def Leppard and yeah. named some other song, and I would have been like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so we appreciate that. I don't know. We're not going to take it is Twisted Sister's big hit. So thank you for putting us on the road to accuracy. What else we got? Yeah. Hi, we are cat people. <laughs> and yes, we're like really offended. Bye. <laughs> oh, no. Bye, we offended Felicia. the cat community. Sorry. Oh, no. To be fair, we are not pro any sort of animal. We are anti-animal. <laughs> we're anti all the animals. So don't be, it's, it's, we're beyond this binary bullshit of cats versus dogs. We've transcended <laughs> that. We don't invite anything in our home that will shit on the floor or in a box full of sand. <laughs> so hopefully that is fine with you. <laughs> But I do apologize. I, I get the appeal of cats. I'm allergic, by the way. I'm deathly allergic, so my lungs will close up. Yeah, I mean, I'm really thankful you're allergic because it's a really good excuse to not be around cats. Yeah, but, totally. But um, that voicemail was from a person who also, I th- I, I think that was a little prank. You know who it's prank from? Prank phone call. Okay. Yeah, I think mm. I know who it's from, and I uh, have... This person has never owned a cat, so. Mm, interesting. Few pranksters. Out we'll there. see. Hopefully, Google Voice has a like a like a screening option that gets rid of crank calls. Maybe <laughs> it can. Maybe it can. Well, as we're going to see, Google has a long way to go in recognizing what callers say. Hang on. Here's another voicemail. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, a pervert. Yeah, 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 Sex pervert. Yeah, yeah. You got to do. You got to do my Schwarzenegger movie. Oh. Yeah, I got to do the big mud, the big black mud, the mud, the mud, the monkey movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not done. Some kind of jokester. What? Doing an Arnold impression. Um, that was really funny to hear. Thank you for that. <laughs> so when you guys call in, or girls, when you call in, Google will automatically tra- try. <laughs> to transcribe what you say and it's usually really off but in this here's here's what google thought that voicemail said we have a ways to go that this makes me know that ai is not going to take over our lives anytime soon because yeah. they, they got a lot it's like who's calling in spanish Who, yeah i saw that and i'm like did we get a wrong number but then I took the liberty of translating that incorrect Spanish. Here's what, here's the English translation of that Spanish gobbledygook. Now, 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 since we were lucky that no, since it asks you to cost you nothing more to do. <laughs> Which is a great point. Since it asks you to cost you nothing more to do. <laughs> so Google has a ways to go in terms of accurate translation. Um, Arnold called back, by the way. Here's here's one more. He called back? You get to do that big black button smash monkey movie. <laughs> Since it asks you to cost you nothing more to do. <laughs> That's deep. 
since it asks you to cost you nothing more to do. And we can all agree with that. Keep keep those voicemails coming. This is yeah. super fun. Um, yeah, give us a call at 929 Excuse me. Well, that sure was fun. What is going on with you two? Let's talk about the movies today. We have two. We have two. Well, maybe not movies, but they are specials. Yeah, TV specials TV from specials. the past that have to do with spooky Halloween times. Yeah. And up first, from 1986, this is a complete fluke because Disney Plus just happened to put this mm-hmm. moldy oldie up on its Disney Plus service. Um this is from 1986. This is Mr. Boogity. After the Davis family ignores a dire warning and moves into their dream home, it's revealed to be a hilarious house of horrors. Turns out it's the favorite haunt of a sinister 300-year-old spirit with a face like a grilled cheese sandwich. I disagree. Soon, as the spooky specter's antics become more and more frightening, the Davises make a shocking discovery that forces them into a daring confrontation with the terrifying Mr. Boogity. Why did you pick this movie? This is one of the, the... So it came out in 1986. I would have been four. This is one of the earliest TV specials I can remember even watching. And, you know, I was a kid, so I couldn't really follow narratives very well. I was four years old. But I remember being freaked out by Mr. Boogity and the TV special effects. <laughs> yeah, I can remember just so many times at the kitchen table uh, emptying my pillowcase of candy mm-hmm. and like picking through it, sorting through it. We'll talk about shitty candy later, but um, this this might have been on the black and white TV on the kitchen table some Halloween. I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Never saw it. So I got nothing. When we think about the title of this podcast, Cruel to Rewind, this really was a deep reach back into my memory, like back in the vault of of media that I've watched and consumed over the years. Like this was really reaching back, rewinding quite a bit. Cool. Let's go watch Mr. Boogity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On behalf of the Lucifer Falls Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Horrors is more like it. I'd like to welcome you to our town and warn you get out before it's too late Carlton oh, shitty no. welcome don't listen to him mom he's just joking yeah joking Neil are you joking <laughs> no jokes Mr. Davis this house has a tragic history you mean ghosts Wow. I'd hate to see anything evil <laughs> happen to you or your family. Whoa, Whoa creepy. <laughs> and that scene is, it's so weird how they get to their house, this new mm-hmm. house they move into. Yeah. And then this creepy realtor yeah. well, is is standing in the shadows of this house, like waiting for them to arrive. Yeah, like, John Aston. 
John Aston Gomez from the original Adams Family was just hanging out in the shadows, waiting for the family to walk through the door amongst the cobwebs <laughs> and shadows yeah. and ghosts. So the first thing I noticed was yeah, that- Yeah, great. It was a good note. The dad in this movie looks exactly like Jeff's dad. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a kiss for daddy? Poofy hair. Yes. Thick old stash. Yes. Uh, the actor is Richard Mazur, and he does look like my late father quite a bit. <laughs> Similar nose, same poofy white guy hair. Light brown like color. Light feathery. Yeah. Brown hair that, if treated properly, can be grown into something like an afro. I've seen yeah. photos of my father with... <laughs> something close to an afro it is quite amazing and and perplexing we'll do a side by side yes we will yes we will that was nice to see um reminded me of old pops yeah old bill and so the dad is he owns a store a chain like a franchise yes called gag city and they move to this new town because there isn't a location for miles. So it's like good for business. Yeah. So this dad is just all into practical jokes and very like Pee-wee-esque magic shop yes. things. Like right. the it, buzzer on your hand and like the the flower that shoots water. Like all that, those types of yes. gags. Fake fried eggs that shoot water. Yeah. By the way, Richard Mazur has some serious horror movie cred because he was in The Thing from 1982 with Kurt Russell, oh. one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Dear God, what is that thing? But yeah, he's, uh, I love the gag stuff. Your dad brought your flashlight. Oh, good thinking, son. Whoa, wrong flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. That's okay. <laughs> Lots of Hanna-Barbera boings and splats and sound effects. Daddy, I keep hearing this sneezing. Honey, people hear lots of noises in old houses like this. It doesn't mean anything. I'll tell you something. We're all going to feel a lot better once we get settled in. Believe me, there are no ghosts in this house. <laughs> what happened? Gag City. <laughs> <laughs> Gag City. <laughs> Gag City. I love it. His professional life is built on goof em ups and pranks and 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 joke shop merchandise, which it, it seems like that'd be hard to make a living that way, but somebody's gotta do it, I guess. It was clear that this was a very creepy house and the kids know it right away. And dad's readiness to laugh off everything. Yeah. Um work to their detriment because they're they're moving into a haunted house <laughs> and dad's just laughing it up what a creepy place to live but nobody here ever heard of bruce springsteen oh god i hope <laughs> i would hope Pass. when moving to an, a new neighborhood that's one of the boxes i check like have the townspeople heard of bruce springsteen no <laughs> moving in sign me up this is your house for like 24 hours and all i mean the sister is hearing sneezing and weird things are happening um it's it's creepy right away and she's the, the first one actually to see mr boogity mm-hmm. can i add one thing yeah my problem is actually not with bruce springsteen it's with his fans i was a casual fan until i met some of his super fans and that just <laughs> turned me off from the whole thing but yes this is your own Back to your point. Excuse me. I 
want you to keep an eye out for the Boogity Man. Boogity! 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 Boo! <laughs> like, that's the welcome they get to their new that's home. The so weird. <laughs> but yeah, then the sister sees the Boogity Man, and, and this is what she says. I saw him! Who? The Boogity Man! His face, it was all yucky and, uh, and like a grilled cheese sandwich or something. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Christy Swanson making her screen debut. So a grilled cheese sandwich. I expected some pus, some some meltiness, something. It I, did, he did not, He looked like a patty melt is what he looked like. He didn't look like a grilled cheese sandwich. I, I, I didn't get that until I saw him. It still doesn't quite make sense, but it's a funny thing to try to imagine before. Because you don't see Mr. Boogie's face yet. She sees right. it. So he's not revealed to us at that point. Yeah. In the movie. So then this is where the uh, the movie gets very annoying to me. Yeah. Tell so them. the older sister and the two younger brothers head out to a like a historical society shop or something in, in the mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. and they get kind of a backstory about this whole Mr. Boogity situation in their house. Yeah. They get like a little history of it because weird things are happening. The dad's over here like playing gags and stuff. So they go investigate what this whole thing is. And it's super creepy. Super creepy, yeah. They come back home. And for the first part of the movie, the mom is kind of rolling her eyes and just like shaking her head at the little gags that the yeah, dad she, played. Like, she's kind not, of like a, a typical husband, wife type of thing. Like, yeah. oh, Carlton. Like, yeah. She's not fully sanctioning the gags at any point. But then. Then the kids come home from hearing the story about Mr. Boogity and getting more information. They're terrified. The daughter has, or the sister has seen the boogity man. So they come home and are like trying to tell their parents about what they just learned. And like this house is legit haunted. And all of a sudden the mom is all into the gags with the dad. She's more into the gags than he is. Yeah. And so this part, these terrified children are trying to talk to their parents and this is what's happening. Daddy, we got to talk to you. Oh, I know you do, sweetheart, but uh, could you hand me the hose from the vacuum first? Thank you. Uh, Would you mind turning it on, sweetheart? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Huh? Don't you love it? Daddy had it made special just before we moved. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Permit me to... Don't you love it? <laughs> oh, and that laugh you heard? Don't you love it? <laughs> that laugh you heard? All of a sudden, the mom has this insanely annoying laugh. Okay, we went to the historical society. Okay. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta look at this guy. They won't huh? talk. Isn't he great? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, gee whiz, I'm sad because I lost my mommy. <laughs> Where did that laugh come from? It's only Don't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> It's only in this scene. The mom is pretty 
normal for the most part. And then all of a sudden, she's all into the gags, laughing like this. And the kids have to say like 10 times, we're trying to tell you something. It's a total change in tone. It comes out of nowhere. I don't, I don't like it. But it's a great, <laughs> it's a great comedy laugh from Mimi Kennedy, um, who, who has a very uh, Catherine O'Hara type energy yeah. to her. Um, but it comes out of nowhere. It's so bizarre. No stars. Just kidding. Uh, this this was actually a who's who in terms of the cast of future TV B-list stars. <laughs> the younger son is Benji Gregory, who was the son on Elf. Oh, Elf, don't eat the cat. Ah. Uh-huh. The older son is, I don't have the actor's name, I'm sorry, but he was Bud from Married with Children. Yeah. Christy Swanson would, of course, go on to become Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie version alongside Paul Rubens. And, of course, Vanessa in Big Daddy. <laughs> I thought you needed more sleep, Vanessa. This is a rough patch of my life right now, all right? Syracuse is 0-3. I think I might have had a crush on her as a four-year-old. but Wow. Yeah, it might have been an early screen crush. You look so good. Oh, my gosh. Do you look at yourself? Mimi Kennedy we talked about, and Richard Mazur was, of course, in the thing, which was great. Yeah. So once the kids finally tell the parents about what they learned about Mr. Boogity, like some more really weird stuff happens, like clearly ghosts are in this house. And so they all decide to sleep together in the living room because it's super creepy. So let's let's go to sleep together in one room. Right. And the kid is like, hey, tell me a story, dad. I don't know. Probably just trying to relax and be able to go to sleep. So the dad starts telling a ghost story. They've just been haunted. And literally a ghost just like haunted them 30 minutes before in the room that they're trying to sleep in. Let's (laughs) make any sense. Let's wind down from a traumatic paranormal experience. (laughs) With a good old-fashioned ghost story in front of the fire in the dark. So It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It don't make no Okay, but sense. then they finally confront Mr. Boogity. Don't you love it? <laughs> yes, finally, Mr. Boogity, he's made a deal with the devil. He's got his invincibility cloak or something. Yeah. they. I think the whole goal is to get the cloak, destroy the cloak, because that's where his power the, and ghostness yes, right. comes from. Yes, his ghostness is based on this cloak of magic. (laughs) This is where you see his face. Look here, Boogity, don't you think this this haunting business has gone far enough? Boogity! Boogity! Okay, so you don't want to talk, fine. Uh, But this is our house, and we're not leaving. The scene is hilarious. So forget it. Oh my gosh. Sorry, one more time for me. That is wild. So those closest to me know that I'm something of an amateur paranormal investigator. You know that, Uh Angie, Queen Bees. I took very careful notes during the scene to document Mr. Boogity's uh, supernatural powers. Yes. 
Over the course of his encounter with the Davis family, he seems to manifest five distinct abilities. He can make your hair frizzy. Yep. That's one. Mm-hmm. He can inflate household objects, even those made of metal. He can make them inflate and float up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. He can make you grip those items involuntarily, mm-hmm. so you float up to the ceiling along with it. He can make you start to climb a ladder, but never actually ascend the ladder. <laughs> that's a very that that's a that's a sleeper. That could be very uh, uh, valuable when casting spells. He can also reverse film so that a bunch of balls enter a gag shop vac after just exiting them. Wow. Which, so he's dealing... This is like Doctor Strange level magic powers. Um, no, I'm just kidding. They're really crummy powers. And he made a deal with the devil for nothing. <laughs> I also learned... I learned something by watching Mr. Boogity. What? Ghosts are subject to the same bodily stressors as living people in the movie. They sneeze. Yeah. You can just touch them. You can speak to them and they can speak back. You can just interact with them like people. They're they're just like us. They just have a film of electricity around them. Ghosts. Ghosts. Just like us. Ghosts are just like us. <laughs> Don't you love it? I do. I did love it, Richard. It was super fun. I, I It was fun. And I laughed my uh, ass off. It, it it was very unique. It's it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. So you have to appreciate that. And I I did I did some research. It has a very distinct look of Disney TV movies in the eighties. A certain <laughs> camera, a certain film quality. I tried to do some research on that. I don't know what makes it look so distinct. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun to watch. I say it's cool to rewind. Uh. I say it's cruel to rewind. There it goes. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Even picturing my little prince, Jeffrey, as a a little tyke watching this after trick-or-treating wasn't enough to save this movie. Fair enough. Let's move on to TV special number two. Going way back. To 1966. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's almost Halloween and the optimism is infectious in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Linus is crafting his letter to the Great Pumpkin. Think Santa in a pumpkin patch. Charlie Brown is thrilled about being invited to a party. And Lucy has the perfect witchy costume. No one believes Linus's tales of the Great Pumpkin's visit. Sally wants to believe it, so she decides to spend the night waiting with Linus in the pumpkin patch. Charlie Brown, in his ghost costume that looks more like a potato, trick-or-treats all night, and all he has to show for it is a bag of rocks. Lucy bobs for apples and comes up with a beagle kiss. Blech. Blech. Don't you love it? I picked this because I actually don't know if I've ever seen it. I really can't remember. It's one of those specials that's always been there. Like it was there. I mean, my my mom would have been a teenager watching this, but when it came out, but uh, it's just always been there for for decades. And this was an interesting choice because we actually got to go back and watch with a critical adult eye and see if this was actually entertaining or was it just something we've gotten used to being there. Yeah. So let's go watch it. Who are you writing to, Linus? This is the time of year to write to the Great Pumpkin. On Halloween night, the great pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with this bag of toys for all the children. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? 
When you stop believing in that fellow with the red suit and the white beard who goes ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Shots fired at Santa Claus. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, well. So my first question <laughs> we was, watched it. did kids really like this? Did kids like this? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Mr. Schultz needed some antidepressants, like some, some Wellbutrin or something. It's just <laughs> it's such a bummer yeah, it is. through the whole thing. You make me sad. It's like the kind of jokes. It's not a one-to-one comparison, but the humor in this reminds me of like, like Garrison Keillor, or Prairie Home Companion. It's, it's the kind of funny where you kind of exhale out of your nose a little bit. Like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess the joke was to hear kids wax poetic about life and, and grapple with depression and have existential dilemmas. That's wow. It's hilarious. <laughs> I know. I don't like it. Oh man, it's funny. There are three things they have learned never to discuss with people, religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not necessarily innately funny. Right. And I forgot how much I really hate Lucy. She's such a dick. She's a jerk for sure. So mean. She, yeah, uh, so mean. She she by the end of it, she shows you some some older sisterly yeah. love and affection and protection, but yeah. it's it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. This is the way to do it. Yeah, Lucy, you should be good at this. You have the perfect mouth for it. Bobbing for apples apples. is the uh, activity happening there. It's fun. Can I have an extra piece of candy for my stupid brother? What a jerk. (laughs) What's this? You don't believe the story of the great pumpkin? I thought little girls always believed everything that was told to them. I thought little girls were innocent and trusting. Welcome to the 20th century. So that's Linus saying, yeah. I thought little girls were innocent trusting. Wake up, Linus. Linus is not woke in the least. Hi, girls. But I think the best thing about watching this special is it got us thinking about going through your candy after trick-or-treating as a kid. Yeah. So as as we set it up, Charlie Brown... Everyone gets candy and he keeps getting rocks for some reason. That's another issue. I don't like this style. I don't know the technical term for it, but this this setup where the main character, everything shitty that can happen to him does, like meet the parents, like everything that can go wrong will. Yeah. Like one character just getting shit it's, on constantly. It's like Mr. Wheat and Good Burger. Like Mr. Yes. Like Olsen bad. Why? What? What have I done? Gee, I got a candy bar. Boy, I got three cookies. Hey, I got a package of gum. I got a rock. (laughs) Trick or treat. I got a popcorn ball. I got a fetch ball. I got a pack of gum. I got a rock. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of it, doesn't he reveal that everything in his bag is a rock? Yeah. He got nothing but rocks. Why? Why is the universe conspiring against... Charlie Brown. Yeah. Why did his hair fall out? What sort of trauma has he seen? Why? Why? Why in God's name? Why? Thinking about when you dump out your candy at the end of the night. Let, let's discuss. Yeah. What falls into the like win category and 
What just makes you say this? I get another Three Musketeers, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> What's wrong with Three Musketeers? What's wrong with Three Musketeers? I don't watch Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah, it's just nougat. Oh, just nougat? Just nougat. It is top three for me. Nougat. And we need to hear from you listeners yeah. on this uh, best and worst candy. Yeah. Call us. So, email us. I would say, my, well, my very favorite candy is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And when I would get the individual full peanut butter cup, not like the mini peanut butter cup, but an mm. individually wrapped full peanut butter cup, that is my number one. And mm. then I think on the other side is... Tootsie Rolls, Dum Dums, Almond Joys. These are low ranked. Yeah. Like those are the... Got it. Like put in a pile. They're garbage. Under the couch. Yeah. Feed them to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm glad you said Reese's. You? I'm glad you said Reese's and not Reese's. Because it, Reese's? It's Reese's? Not, it's not Reese's? Reese's runs with feces. That's how you know <laughs> it's wrong. But it, then it... Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's Pieces. Yeah. But I feel like if I were to say Reese's Pieces, oh, I feel like you you want to say it to rhyme, but but when it's just the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. it doesn't rhyme with feces. So, what candy was <laughs> your star? My star, number one candy. Wow, it's tough. I think it would have to be Twix. I think I would eat yep. Twix first before anything else. Mm-hmm. Either Twix or Kit Kat. Yeah, Kit Kat, Twix, Snickers. I like the the crunchy. Milky Way was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was better than a Three Musketeers. If I get another Three Musketeers, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And Almond Joy. What's the other? Mounds? Mounds. <laughs> I'll eat a whole mess of Mounds. That was like my intro to dark chocolate. That and Special Dark, yeah. the Hershey's bar. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And then on the flip side, Starburst and Skittles. Yeah. For the the fruity the fruity candies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's nice because the the flavor of the Starburst really bring out a similar flavor in the Skittles. Um, every once in a while, I get like a ring pop, which was kind of cool. Oh, a really? Blow, a blow pop, a ring pop. I okay. like those. Now, what about you? Mentioned your all time worst, right? Mm-hmm. Almond Joy is not a fan. I'm trying to remember this. If you remember this too, call in. At 929-456-0304 or send us an email at cruel2rewind at gmail.com. There was this, I want to say it was gum. It was something between gum and chalk. It tastes like feet. And it had the outline of a monster on it. The box had like a crude photocopied picture of a wolfman or a creature from the Black Lagoon or something on it. And the inside was this god-awful chalky piece of gum. Does that ring a bell with anyone? That sounds good. I'll have that. I don't even know if it was supposed to be good. Oh, you know what else I hated? What? Dots. Oh, dots are bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I love gummy candies, but why are they so gross? They're like Mike and Ike's. Like they're a weird, chewy, fruity candy that is not good. Yeah. And the subcategory of old lady candy. Yeah. The like strawberry. The strawberry wrapper. The, the the wrapper that looks like an actual drawing of a strawberry. And the orange wrapper. I don't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah. The candy in the plain orange wrapper. What was right. it? Right. Nobody knows. But yeah, I think my rock would be raisins. Okay. 
I forgot about raisins. Mm-hmm. What would your rock be then? Like the very, very, very. The very worst. Yeah. Worst of the worst. Um, some wise ass would give out uh, dental floss in the uh, neighborhood. Some real jerk. I really, I know that happened, but I don't remember it happening to me a lot. I do remember the house around the corner. It was the the local UPS man would give out the king size candy bars. Mm-hmm. That was special. So yeah, that that was the greatest value of watching this was talking about candy. Let us know what your favorite candy is and why. Send I want us. Some candy. <laughs> well, another Halloween has come and gone. Yes, Charlie Brown. I don't understand it. I went trick or treating and all I got was a bag full of rocks. <laughs> I suppose you spend all night in the pumpkin patch. And the great pumpkin never showed up? Nope. Well, don't take it too hard, Linus. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid? What do you mean, stupid? Just wait till next year, Charlie Brown. I'm so depressed. I hate this. Get the hell out of my life. Get the hell out of my life! <laughs> Who needs you? Beat it! Leave me alone! Yeah, I'm never watching this special again. That shit is ejected. <laughs> Will I put it on again? No, no, no. <laughs> and what what was up with all the World War One references? Yeah. Why is Snoopy the Red Baron? Like, what is the significance? Like, and then we watched Snoopy have a have an episode of PTSD and cry during that piano medley, yeah. listening to. Hated to, it so much. Goodbye to Tipperary or whatever the song is. <laughs> He's clearly experienced some trauma and needs treatment and he needs to get some help. And it's not funny. Was that a joke? Were you joking just now? Because if so, that was hilarious. Lee, awful. Lee, funny. How bad that was. Um, so this is a time before antidepressants, I suppose. So that's why it's such a fucking bummer. If I get another three musketeers, I'm going to kill myself. If I have to watch this special ever again. Yeah. We may kill ourselves. <laughs> Boogity. Uh, just kidding. Boogity. Ha 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 ha. So that was our TV special showdown. One was fun and one was not and left me feeling a lot like Homer watching Prairie Home Companion. Well, sir, it has been an uneventful week in Badger Falls where the women are robust. The men are pink-cheeked, and the children are pink-cheeked and robust. What the hell is so funny? <laughs> At the Apple Biscuit Cafe, where the smiles are free, don't you know, Sven Inquist studied the menu, and finally he ordered the same thing he has every day. <laughs> Maybe it's the TV. TV. Be more funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt watching Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. Wow, that sure was some spooky fun, huh? It was spooky fun. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the uh, Cruel to Rewind special Spookums edition. What's coming up next week? Up next, this has become, there's no tradition like a new tradition. That's what I says. And my new, my number one favorite Box office smash number one smash. Just kidding. My favorite <laughs> new. <laughs> I kill me. 
My my new favorite Halloween movie to watch is the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. It's just so evident that the actors on screen are playing dress up to me. And it's just a lot of fun. And it's gothic and it's campy mm-hmm. and it's a Very little kitschy. Campy. Yep. And you got a lot of scenery chewing on behalf of Jack Nicholson. This is Jack Nicholson. And it's been a newer one the last few years where we've started to watch it every Halloween. So, like you said, new tradition. Yeah. It's been like three or four years that we've done that. Mm-hmm. This will be the second time we're doing a Batman movie. Yeah. Is this the, the Batcast or what? <sighs> Might as well be. I mean, it, it's, he's basically part of our mythology at this point. Yeah. Old bats. I'm the Batman. <laughs> right? What so about the good. movie theater and popcorn? Whoa, bat. Whoa. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Send us an email at cruelterewind at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 929-456-0304. Call us or write us about your least favorite candy. How did it make you feel? How did it taste? Yep. Did it make you want to puke? If I get another three musketeers, I'm going to kill myself. Or did it make you suicidal <laughs> like old Charlie Brown? So call us or you can tell us on Instagram or Twitter at Cruel to Rewind. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. For listening. We love you. We love you. More than life. More than life. We want you to stay safe. Keep it spooky. Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. I love to take my baby to a movie show So I can try to smooch her while the lights are low But she won't cuddle to a story of romance There's only one way I've got a chance It takes the Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein or Dracula To put her in the mood for love It takes the cat girl, dog boy, creature from the Black Lagoon To make her feel like making love It takes a monster from outer space To make my baby want my embrace And when I hold her, she's like a dream If only she can hear somebody scream All right, get out of here. Bye.